With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm your host, Ariana Bravo, and this is the Autosport Podcast. We go into the final Grand Prix of the season with our title contenders on equal points, and it was Max Verstappen that led FP1 and Lewis Hamilton quickest of FP2. The Yas Marina circuit has undergone a few tweaks in the hopes of better racing, and as such, it was the first time that the drivers experienced the new track. I'm joined by Jonathan Noble, Motorsport.com's F1 editor. John, the final Friday of the 2021 season, how excited are you for the final race weekend? Yeah, very, very, very uh, excited actually. It's been a, a long, long season. If you think how far back, you know, all the way to Bahrain Grand Prix when we came out of testing, um, Mercedes had had really troubled time. We weren't kind of sure what, what championship we were going to get. And we had that thriller in Bahrain decided by track limits and it all looked very close and here we are 20 odd races on um and they're, t- they're, they're tied on points the same amount of points difference between them as we had before the start of the season which is pretty remarkable um I think when we look back on this championship in years to come it will go down as an all-time classic no matter what happens on Sunday no matter how it's decided on Sunday I think it will go down as a classic uh and I really have not got a clue which way it's going to go which I think is is phenomenal as well because um, you've got the momentum from the Mercedes side. You've got Red Bull fighting back. You've got a determined Max. You've got two drivers operating at absolute peak. Um, yeah, bring it on. Oh, I wholeheartedly agree. And how lucky are we to actually be able to be out here in Abu Dhabi as well and to witness it? Um, I cannot wait for the race on Sunday. Now, to kick off, uh, can you tell the listeners a bit more about the changes that have been made to the track, first of all? Yeah, so it's been, um, Abu Dhabi's hosted the the final round for a long time now. 
Um, and a- even since the, the first year, there were complaints about the, the layout. Um, I think Kimi Räikkönen famously was, was quite critical after the first practice session, famously, they had around here. Um, always a lack of overtake opportunities. If you remember the, the 2010 um, championship finale when Fernando Alonso got stuck behind Vitaly Petrov. Um, bad bad call on strategy. Couldn't overtake him and lost the championship to Seb Vettel. Um, I think that highlighted just how difficult overtaking was. Um, but they kind of persevered and hoped it would get better. Um, and I think last year was a pretty poor race. Um, not much excitement. Max Verstappen dominated, disappeared into distance, fairly dull. And I think what happened actually, um, combination of that, Liberty Media pushing for more excitement and also the impact of COVID. Um, the track wasn't very busy. It wasn't completely rammed full of track days and events during the year. And I think the organisers felt this this was the opportunity to do something. Um, so I spoke to, um, I actually spoke to the the architects, um, a um, track designer called Mark Hughes from um, MRK1 um, company and Ben Wilshire from Driven International who have kind of both coordinated the changes. Um, they looked at everything and what they've tried to do um, is just make the track better, not necessarily three more overtaken opportunities. So there's been three key changes which kind of all contribute together in their own different way. So the hairpin near the start of the lap had a problem that the chicane in front of it separated the cars out. So normally with a, with a hairpin, you've got a heavy braking zone, cars can overtake on the inside or can take a wide line um, and try and get more acceleration out of it. But the problem with this was part of, part of the original design was that they wanted the grandstands very close to the track. Um, and unfortunately, that meant the cars would be arriving at the hairpin much too fast to pass the FI safety levels. So they've always had this chicane in and there was anything they could do. Now, obviously, digging up the sh- digging up the grandstands uh, and moving them back wasn't an option. So they bought the hairpin forwards. So I think it's now 42 metres, I think, um, further forwards. But that's allowed them to remove the chicane. So now you've got a very wide hairpin. So hopefully it's a, a chance for either someone to um, get a run down the hill, uh, make a move on the inside and try and get out the hairpin first, or come down, take a much wider line or different line through the hairpin and accelerate onto the back straight. Um, that's the aim there. The second change is after the the end of the two back straights, which are separated by the chicane, there was this tight sequence of off-cambered corners, which at the time was felt would help because it forced drivers to make mistakes through the off-cambered corners, but it didn't work. It just meant the drivers couldn't push. They were quite nervous. It was killing the tyres and it spread the cars out. So they've done a slightly banked um, left-hander which again offers alternative lines. Um, so it's not necessarily a place for overtaking, but what it should do is allow cars that have closed in on the straights to follow each other much, much closely um, up into the hotel sequence, which has been been changed a little bit too. Obviously, they couldn't change much here because it winds around the hotel off-cambered corners. You couldn't kind of rebuild it because you don't need to redo runoffs and barriers and um, hotel works and building works and everything. But what they have done is change the kerb in put it down a bit and actually just makes the corners wider so it's not as much stop start it's more flowing it's a it's a bit quicker um and i think all all of this added together just in theory makes it a better track a more enjoyable track not so stop start and it should um a allow drivers to follow close to each other which should increase overtaking it's not really easy but it should increase the chances and b it won't kill the tire so much so it should that should also help the racing a, a little bit more so i think together 
Um, it has worked on the first impressions today from both Max and Lewis was the track felt more enjoyable, which is great. Now, today in the practice sessions, we saw some times deleted due to track limits. So it's always a hot topic, shall we say. Can you clarify what the track limits are for this weekend so that we can start the weekend all in the know and our listeners can keep an eye out in qualifying tomorrow? Yeah, track track limits has been a bit of a bane of our life in Formula 1 this season. It's, it's caused some caused some instances. Obviously, the first race in Bahrain um, was decided by a, a kind of a track limits off-track overtake with Max. Um, I had to get the position back. And again, at the final round, we've got some track limits. There's, there's two main places here um, that are the focus. Um, first is turn seven, which is the um, right-hander after the, the chicane on the back straight. Um, they just don't want drivers abusing that to try to get a run um, down the back straight or the second back straight. Um, and I think the more critical one, which I think is more difficult for drivers to judge is the final corner the white lines are defined as the edge of the track and it's a place you, you carry a lot of momentum you've done your lap you need to nail it and you're pushing wide and I think we, we saw quite a lot on the exit of turn 16 today as people just carry too much speed in and, and run wide but I think that I think that's the, that'll be the critical one in qualifying tomorrow just to see if how far drivers are willing to push it um, to take it to the max to push that push that um, limit there without going too far and losing the lap time at all Thank you for that clarification, John. Now, as I mentioned at the start of the podcast, we come into the weekend with our title rivals on equal points, the first time in 47 years that we've had this situation. Do you think that the new style track particularly suits Mercedes or Red Bull better? Uh, it's actually hard to judge um, who who it suits better, really. I saw, heard Christine Horner was speaking on Sky today to Karun Chandok, who was involved in the, in the track changes a little bit and joking that you, you took out all the corners Mercedes doesn't like um, obviously the Red Bull is quite good on the slow speed stuff the agility um, traction um, so the old configuration may well have suited Red Bull better and we saw last year Red Bull won all the other factors were at play Lewis had come back from um, having Covid the team has spent a lot of practice working on development tyres rather than set up for the race so diff- different things at play so it was, it was kind of an unreal picture last year of form it was clear the Red Bull was competitive there, but now I think it's much more much more equal. The, the straights obviously favour Mercedes, higher higher speed corners favour Mercedes, um, but it doesn't seem to be much much in it today. Um, I think it could just come down to setup and and tire temperatures. I think in the warmer temperature of the day, the Red Bull seemed quicker, more on it, and the Mercedes didn't seem as comfortable. But as, as the temperature dropped away. Um, which, which normally shifts the car balance. You need to get the fronts kind of better gripping and um, up to temperature better. I think then the Mercedes ex- excelled a little bit and the, the Red Bull fell away, especially on single lap pace. Um, so I think that's the, the only difference we've seen um, today. Um, and I still think it's too close to call. I still think we don't know. I think we've seen I think we've seen more potential from the Mercedes on a single lap and potentially more potential from the Red Bull over long distances but again it's Friday night the simulator boys will be working flat out tonight in Brackley and Milton Keynes um, working through the processes and data and setups uh, and I think we'll know a lot more maybe even not at the end of P3 because it takes place in the wrong conditions but as the temperatures drop in into qualifying um, I think then you'll we'll definitely get the, the clear indication uh, of where things are at. That is the storyline of this season, too close to call. I've spoken to so many different people in the paddock so far this weekend and everyone has said, you know, 
they're just completely torn on how this weekend will play out and that is what makes it so so exciting uh, but there has been so much talk coming into this weekend about what to expect from the title rivals how things might unfold of course we're not going to actually speak to you again on the pod ahead of race day do you think that this track will set us up for an exciting finale between the two teams though yeah i know in the past Abu has been criticized for having delivering quite boring races um, but I think that the track changes allied to the fact that it's a world championship decider, whichever driver. And the point situation is fantastic because neither of them can afford to finish sec- second or behind the rival. It's not as if Max can safely finish second or Lewis can safely finish second or just shadow him home to kind of set up one of those finales that doesn't quite come alive. This is winner takes all. Um, it's absolutely finely poised. Lewis needs to finish ahead of Max. If he doesn't finish or finishes behind Max, it's over. And Max can't afford for Lewis to finish ahead, then he's lost the championship. So I think there's a, a lot of play, a lot of tension. Um, it's going to come down to the performance of over the long runs. It can come down to strategy. It can come down to the roles of the, the teammates in disrupting the battle ahead. But I think all the ingredients are there. Neither car seems to have had particularly stretched its legs so far to left you think, leave you thinking, yep, this team's got it nailed. That car looks better. Um, it's still completely open. I think that's um, exactly what we wanted, really. Yeah, that is exactly what we want as fans. Now, looking further down the pack, third in the constructors is very almost secured with Ferrari 38.5 points ahead of McLaren. But which team do you reckon will fare better this weekend? Because things are still really tight between Charles, Lando and Carlos with 8.5 points covering the three of them. I think in terms of the Constructors' Championship and that fight for third place, um, I think very slim possibility of McLaren overhauling it. It would take a you know, a phenomenal, spectacular race of the Mercedes and Red Bulls all retiring um, to open a scenario where Ferrari or McLaren c- can come out there. Um, I think that that run of triple header results for um, McLaren, where they scored four points in three races, obviously they had... Daniel's problem in Mexico, um, disappointing in Brazil, and then the Qatar um, tyre failure for Lando cost them massively. Ferrari stretched its legs, um, built that gap up. And I think on the grand scheme of things, I think McLaren accept that they probably had probably fourth place is what they deserve this season, that Ferrari has probably had a pretty quick car from the off, didn't capitalise early on when McLaren did, and Lando was, was bringing in all those results. Um, so I think, you know, slight disappointment they didn't take third, but I think fourth place is still very good. They've built potential, built some momentum. Um, and I think it does set up a fascinating scenario of seeing if um, Ferrari can kind of build on what it's seen this year and, and step up and, and be battling Mercedes and Red Bull equally um, from the start of 2022. Another big storyline that we have this weekend is that it is Kimi's last race weekend in Formula One. Big loss to the sport. And unfortunately, today he ended up in the barriers after a fairly heavy shunt at the end of FP2. Um, have you heard anything more from him or the team about that incident? Yeah, we've not, not heard very much. Um, I think all Kimi said after is they were, they were trying some things on the car. Um, sounds like setups um, ahead of the weekend. Obviously looking but at that stage of the session, you're normally doing long runs, um, trying to analyse kind of how things are, are mapping out. For the Sunday, I think it's just quite. I think it's just a, perhaps a consequence of the, the changes of that final hotel sequence that the corners have even opened up a bit. So whereas before they were quite low speed um, coming out of there, wasn't too much on on the edge. 
Um, I think those corners now are just a bit quicker. You just need to push that little bit harder. And they've remained off camber. So mistakes are punished. And we saw Valtteri Bottas brush the barriers there in FB2 quite early on. Um, and I think it's the, it's the same thing with Kimi. You, you accelerate, you lose that the traction on old tyres, back steps out. And then because it's off camber, um, not much chance to, to get it back. But um, I think the team joked that they had got 99% of the job done today and that, that 1% let them down at the end. But Kimi's, the car will be repaired, all be sorted and he'll be, he'll be back out again on Saturday. And we look forward to that. And they also have that uh, very nice tweak to his livery this weekend uh, saying Kimmy will leave you alone now after his famous radio message, which I thought was a very nice touch, I have to say. Over in the Williams garage today, we saw Jack Aitken out in FP1. He finished P17 ahead of Latifi. Given that he's had pretty difficult time this year, I think it's fair to say, and he had to, of course, take some time out of racing to recover after his accident. That's a pretty good showing for him, isn't it? Yeah, I think it was a great job from Jack today. Obviously, it's been a really challenging and difficult season for him. The, the crash at Spa, um, you know, cracked vertebrae, um, quite a big injury to come back from. Um, and he was determined from the off when I spoke to him a few weeks after the accident he was absolutely determined to get back in that Formula 1 car just to show what he can do um, at the time he felt there was a chance of getting in the race seat that hasn't happened So, I think, but it was important for him to get back in that car to kind of show some potential show some promise show some speed I think he has been an asset to the team good feedback good technical knowledge willing to push on and I think it would be a good confidence boost to him to have done that performance today because it's so easy to come back into a Formula 1 race weekend if you've had your injuries made the recovery and then just have a bad day or, or not get on it so I think it was yeah very strong performance from Jack um, I think he'll be pleased with it um, and we'll see what his future brings whether, whether he kind of sticks it out and focuses on F1 in terms of a test role or whether he goes to do IndyCar and carves a career for him in America um, we don't know for definite yet um, but an encouraging point for him. I'm really excited to see what the future holds for him. And as you said, brilliant showing from him today and just brilliant to see him back on track in an F1 car and getting that very valuable time in. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot twice this evening before we wrap things up. First question, who do you think is going to grab pole position tomorrow? Pole position, I I think it will go to Lewis I just think that car looked better today on single lap pace especially um, the Red Bull wasn't as comfortable on, on single lap pace especially the temperatures dropped away um, has been a bit of a slight weakness of the, the Red Bull um, this season so I think I think I'll go for Lewis just based on on the performance day and kind of the timing of the, the sessions tomorrow and based on what, what their feedback was saying that Red Bull especially were so they were lacking on single lap pace Okay, Lewis for pole. And now the big question. Who do you think will end up as the 2021 world champion? I'm going to have to sit on the fence, I think, because I don't I don't think anyone knows or has the answer or can make a prediction. Uh, I think it is genuinely too tight to call. And I think even after qualifying tomorrow, it'll be too tight to call because I think there are potential swings of performance between single lap pace uh, and race pace. Um, there's the strategy elements. There are the possibility of incidents, um, the possibility of interference between kind of Perez and Bottas in that battle at the front. I think there's too too many factors at play 
to even have a stab at thinking who is going to come out on top. You know, my prediction is that it's too close to call, that you do have to tune in on Sunday to watch this race. It may well be one of those events where the first 10 laps you get convinced that one of the drivers looks on course to win the championship, and then the momentum swings back the other way, and then it can come back the other way. Um, so there may be some twists and turns and incidents and spectacular moments that kind of nobody can predict. And then we'll end up with our winner at the end and then and try and dissect it. But hopefully it's a, a hope. It's a less contentious race than we had in Saudi Arabia. But I hope it's, you know, just a absolutely brilliant gladiatorial battle between Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen, Red Bull and Mercedes, where it's won by the best team and the best driver on the day doing the better job. And we don't have to have any involvement from stewards. We don't want a massive controversy. Let's just get a great motor race under our belt and sign off uh, on what I hope we'll look back on as one of the greatest F1 World Championships in history. It could just go either way, but I wholeheartedly agree that this is a race that you have to, have to tune in to enjoy it, soak it all up. And I hope that we are treated to an absolutely fantastic race with both drivers giving it their absolute all and, you know, signing off on what has been a fantastic, fantastic season. John, thank you so, so much for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today and every other race weekend this season so far. Enjoy your weekend here out in Abu Dhabi and enjoy the race on Sunday. Of course, I'm sure we'll catch up again. Thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in and we'll be back tomorrow with the qualifying pod. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what's up, guys? This is MMA fighter Clay Guida, and I'm not afraid of anyone or anything. But losing my hair was an entirely different kind of fight. So if you're suffering from hair loss like I was, then you got to check out my boys at Bosley. Pound for pound, they are the champions of hair restoration. That's why I turned to Bosley to get my hair back. The entire Bosley team was so professional and kind from start to finish. All it took was a simple one-day procedure, and I was on my way back to rocking my full hair again. So take it from me. Don't wait if you are thinning or receding. I'm so thrilled with my results, I just wish I would have went to Bosley sooner. It's time to finally knock out hair loss because the best is yet to come. Check out Bosley today. When MMA fighter Clay Guida was losing his hair, he trusted Bosley to get it back. Now it's your turn. Get a free information kit, plus get a $250 off gift card when you text CLAY to 203203. Text CLAY to 203203. Or go to bosley.com. That's bosley.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. 
No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.